Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. Short story anthologies can sometimes be kind of a mixed bag. I mean, you're taking pieces from different writers, so you've got different voices, different perspectives, different styles, and it can get messy and unwieldy. Arguably, the most important authorial voice in an anthology is the editor, the person curating the book to give it some structure. This is all a wind-up to say Jordan Peele is on the pod today. The horror director known for Get Out and Us and Nope came out with a short story anthology recently. Unsurprisingly, it's of horror stories titled Out There Screaming. And he talked to Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, about collecting other people's unique expressions of fear. That's after the break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Live Right, publishers of Left for Dead. Shipwreck, Treachery, and Survival at the Edge of the World by Eric J. Dolan. The true story of five castaways abandoned on the Falkland Islands during the War of 1812. Available wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. The subtitle for this book is An Anthology of New Black Horror. What makes this new? This sort of landscape we live in of Black America and what is becoming less and less white America, Mm. but we still recognize a strong hold of white supremacy. The dynamic is shifting every day. There are books that are being challenged that weren't challenged a little while ago. What makes it new is that we're living in a new world every day. Upon reading these, you do find that there is the newness of them. These are, for the most part, feel like stories that couldn't be told a couple of years ago because of even the context of the world they're in. Can you give an example of something that you're thinking about? Um, A Dark Home by Nnedi Okorafor. The way it combines an ancient African spirit yeah. With modern technology and this idea of a smart home mm. is just something that is just so unique to her sort of world builds and just a beautiful mm-hmm. uh, story. And, and so th- this is just something that feels so fresh to me and so unexpected and that she's able to pull off essentially dual horror subgenres in here, one with this modern sci-fi and one that feels like this other kind of depth to it. I wonder, when it came to the short stories and out there screaming, was there like a device or a thesis that just bowled you over in editing this series? You know, there's a a motif of eyes that emerges in several of the stories. Hmm. And it's also a theme in my work and throughout art, but I find it very interesting how there's an association with, a really dark association with eyes and vision. And a lot of it is about what we think of as the white gaze or the white supremacist gaze, even in some Mm -hmm. cases. Part of the Black experience is that our identity is so wrapped up in with how we're perceived and how we're seen and how we're imagined to be because of how we're seen. No, that's a really good point. When you say eyes, I think of the first story that appears in the book by N.K. Jemisin about a Black cop who sees human eyes in the headlights of cars. As a Black person, you're always the subject, rarely the person who's gazing, rarely the person who's looking. Mm. To just 
talk uh, for a moment about Get Out and the, the sunken place, which was this mental prison that the main character, Chris, is sent to. It involves this idea of being able to look through your eyes, to be able to see clearly, but to not be able to have an effect, not be able to use your judgment or your wisdom or your blackness to solve this problem. Yeah. I wonder, and it's something I've been thinking about. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. For a lot of Black people, real life is scary. Like, real life is scary enough. But I wonder if real life is scary enough for Black people, why do we need Black horror? Well, of course, not everyone does. You know, some people just don't like horror. And, well, you know, I have have a theory about people who don't like horror. These are the same people that will watch 10 seasons of Criminal Minds and, and... Try and act like that's not some dark yes. stuff. Yes, you know, like, that is interesting. <laughs> no, but you raise a great question. And this was the big debate going into Get Out, that this was an area, grounded horror, as grounded as it could be, that explores suffering Black people, white villainry at its most diabolical. And so my fear was if this doesn't land right, or if this doesn't ring true, People say, what What are you doing? And so there was just a faith in this idea that if I pull it off, it will release something. And, and that's sort of exactly what happened. When we are allowed to process our feelings and our fears in creative ways, I feel like good things happen. Part of what I love about this project, Out There Screaming, is, you know, after Get Out, I was approached by so many people that said, oh my gosh, I've had some story that I've wanted to tell, but I just didn't think they'd ever let me do something like that. Or, oh man, when I saw this movie, I I, I was mad for a second because I I wanted to be the one to do it, but you kind of did it. And now realizing that it's not that everyone had Get Out to make. It's that everyone had an expression of their fear that they had wanted to show. And you can't ignore your Blackness when you're writing a horror story. Hmm. It's like Black horror serves a purpose in that it provides a place for people to, through writing it, creating it, shooting it, directing it, or taking it in, to kind of process this elemental human thing that we all deal with, which is fear. Yeah, and it's hard to do. You know, when you apply horror to the Black experience, you come up with a lot of nightmarish realities going out. So it's difficult to craft a horror that is also an escape. And it is not just pushing us into that place. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us today. It was so great to have you. So great to be here. Thank you so much. Out There Screaming, an anthology of new Black horror is out now. does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, you'll hear it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.
This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Acorn TV. Acorn TV is brilliant television told brilliantly. From charmingly cozy mysteries to daringly dark dramas. Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. Acorn TV. Brilliant.